Hello and welcome to South Africa on 99.94 Cricket Every Day. I'm Neil Manthorpe, my co-host is Longani Zama. Uh, South Africa on 99.94 is your new home for South African content. We'll be dropping into your mailbox as often as we can. Or on YouTube or the 99.94 app several times every week at least. So please rate, review and subscribe. Also, if you get a chance, check out the uh, new Mitch Johnson show um, where the former Aussie talks about his life in cricket and after cricket, um, then I recommend you do so. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Uh, thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation here on South Africa 99.94. Zams, we need to talk about uh, Pakistan and we need to talk about you continuing to get all of your predictions right. You said that South Africa would beat India. You said that they would struggle against Pakistan. I think you might have got the semi-finalists right as well if uh, everything goes according to plan. So I don't know whether you um, do any sports betting, but um, I know that that's not something that uh, tickles your fancy particularly, but you might want to think about it, uh, particularly if your form continues. Um, I'm actually quite relieved that you were right about the Pakistan game. Uh, It's just because statistically... Teams very rarely win seven games in a row. I know they didn't win against Zimbabwe, South Africa, but um, I tell you what, they were thoroughly outplayed. Yeah, that was the the one poor performance that they've put up so far. Um, and, and like you say, maybe maybe it's a blessing in disguise. It's come at a time when you can rectify. Um, the weather didn't help. It never does. Uh, in the history of rain and World Cups in South Africa, I've never, ever seen those results combine to give any good news to South Africans, and that trend has continued. But like you say, Pakistan looked hungrier, uh, or desperate, actually, not even hungry, desperate. Um, and, and, you know, like we said, a desperate Pakistan team is one of the most dangerous teams in, in world cricket, and, and, and so it proved yes, uh, or the other day when South Africa played. Um, against Pakistan. Would you just put it down to a bad day at the office? And if you do, it's going to be a very short podcast because we need to we need to talk about several aspects. Um, so, you know what? When the target was, when they came back out to play and it was a 14-over game and the target was 73 off five, um, people said that that uh, was harsh on South Africa. I don't think that was relevant at all. I think where the rain may have had an effect um, is when it started um, in the last quarter of Pakistan's innings when it was it was raining quite heavily and clearly Anrich Nokia in particular was having difficulty gripping the ball and that's when he bowled that no ball that went for six and the three hits and, and, and the wheels fell off. But it wasn't just at the end, was it? Because um, against Bangladesh, KG's first over went for 17 and he went for 16 in his first over this time. I mean... You know, there are certain things which are sacrosanct. One of them is KG, and you never want to say that uh, he's out of form. But he looks he looks like he's struggling at the moment. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think he's a form player. I think he, he's a sorts player, and he looked out of sorts in, in, in probably the last two games. But it's the same bowler that against India, there was an incredible amount of intensity in his game. So he's obviously still getting up for the big moments. But I think bowling and running in at full tilt when conditions are slippery and you're worried not only about where you're putting the ball, but you're worried about where you're putting your foot. 
Um, you know, half this attack has had injuries related to, to running in, never mind letting the ball go at 90 miles an hour. Um, that clearly was in the back of the mind. And you, you no longer think, you're no longer running in freely like they did against, against India, for example, which was, as we said, one of the most polished and most intense bowling performances um, consistently. Uh, th- that intensity wasn't there against Pakistan, certainly not for, for, for all 20 overs, but it's very clear that it was a bit more than just bowling every single delivery with, with the right sort of intent. There, there was other concerns, and and you could see that. You know, These are well-oiled machines, so when the engine is kind of spluttering and sort of stuttering to the crease because you're worried about other things, you lose that intensity, you lose that control, and batsmen like, like Pakistan's prey on that because you, you're not quite hitting the, the, the bat as hard as, as you normally would or you expect it to, especially after the, the way that you performed against India. So I'd put it down to bad day at the office. I don't think it shortens the podcast, but I think if you, if you overanalyze it as South Africa in that dressing room, then you start finding problems that a game ago clearly weren't problems because you found solutions to, to, to pretty much every problem that India threw at you. Um, and, and you've just got to carry on and trust that more often than not, the balance and the structure of your team will get it right when it matters. So um, the selection was an interesting one. Um, and it was, again, completely down to matchups with... Um, Keshav Maharaj being left out in favour of uh, Tabrez Shamsi, um, based purely on the the stats, uh, you know, and I, I just find it, I mean, I'm, I'm a great admirer of analysis and statisticians, and, and I know that um, some very clever and talented people um, uh, have done a lot of research and uh, have got themselves lots of um, quite well-paying jobs in T20 teams around the world. But, you know, uh, there's a glibness as well to it. And, and I suppose maybe it comes across on commentary. But when you hear the commentators say, um, Pakistan play left arm spin well, <laughs> I just think that a very um, nuanced topic is sort of condensed down to this this one sentence. Pakistan play left arm spin well. There it is. That, you know, the stats say that they play left arm spin well. Uh, so therefore, we'll play. We'll drop Kashyap Maharaj. Yeah, you can run away with stats. I mean, you can bend them whichever way suits. Um, and like you said, there, you know, there was there was a bit of a routine and a bit of structure to that attack. And the fact that you've unravelled the whole thing, and you know, when you start adapting and tweaking teams too much because the number men tell you that. Neil Manthorpe has seven cups of coffee before nine o'clock. And therefore, if he doesn't have seven, he's not going to be himself. And God forbid, he's at five. So everyone's on edge because Manners hasn't had all his coffee. It's, we're humans. And I think the best players in the world can adapt. And as well as Pakistan play spin, does that mean if Keshav Maharaj is in the form of his life, he can never play against Pakistan because they play left arm spin with their eyes closed? Absolutely not. Um, other stats will tell you that they play fast bowling better than most teams as well because they throw their hands at the ball all game long. So should we just bowl right arm spinners only and drop Kesh, uh, drop KG, drop Anrich Nokia? No, it's a nonsense. If people are in form, people are in form and you should, you should back them. Um, that's the whole point of cricket. There's matchups 
And there's ego, actually. You know, we spoke the other day about Virat Kohli supposedly being dismissive of left-arm spinners. But there's ego in that. And, and, and ego runs the risk of being dismissed by the very thing that you perceive to be a strength because you treat it with maybe a lack of respect as opposed to the other things that you say you're worried about the short ball because you don't like it whizzing around the ears. So I think you can run away with stats. And, and sometimes these statsmen can feel the need to look busy and therefore make up stats that, 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 that sort of tailor <laughs> your, your selection, which is a bit unnecessary. Parnell was good again with uh, the new ball, yet again, an early wicket. Um, and and yet again, the disparity between his bowling and his batting uh, seems to be growing wider and wider. I mean, he's just not a number seven at international level anyway, is he? But but um, I just don't know whether that lack of depth is, is going to come back and, and, and bite South Africa. I mean, Pakistan were 43 for four and they made 185. South Africa was 69 for four. And all the time you're thinking... <laughs> We've got Wayne Parnell in next. And Rabada batting at eight. This is the bed that they've made, that the top six must make the runs and the bowlers must take the wickets. The, you had Pakistan on the ropes, four down. If, if you squeezed out two more wickets early, you bowl them out for 120 and it's a bit like the India game. You find a way to win it. So as much as you can look at Wayne Parnell and KG Rabada, the, the batting contributors... What they'll be disappointed in is when they had Pakistan on the ropes, they didn't bowl them out for a total similar to what they did to India. Because if they had done that, regardless of rain, things would have been a lot simpler. And that's just the truth of it. If if we start worrying about how many games Parnell wins us with the bat, you're not really going to win a World Cup tournament then because Wayne Parnell will not win you games with the bat. He might contribute and you, you might look for more cheeky contributions here and there. But the reality is... As his years have advanced, his skill set has become a frontline bowler. You've got to look at him as frontline bowler who, who may chip in with a couple of boundaries here and there. He doesn't bat like an all-rounder, so we need to stop regarding him as an all-rounder. His primary job is to take the new ball, shape it both ways, give control up front and hopefully winkle out one or two wickets, which he's doing. Um, they've chosen top six. That top six is going to make the runs. If they fail, definitely can't look at numbers eight and nine to be rescuing you with the bat. We're talking about Pakistan's uh, comprehensive DLS victory by 33 runs uh, against South Africa. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Tristan Stubbs. You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube, or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies, and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. So, Zams, um, is Tristan Stubbs being being found out? We're talking about the analysts. Um, it just uh, seems to me that, um, that the numbers men may have... Uh, uh, informed the bowlers from various teams um, where Tristan Stubbs's scoring areas are and where his weaknesses are. I mean, he played that one gorgeous inside-out extra-cover drive for six, um, and that was just about the only scoring 
shot that he was given. And 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 look, I'm not saying that oh, Tristan Stubbs may not be all that uh, we've cracked him up to be. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that um, he's he's having to learn about international cricket on the job. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the pinnacle for a reason, um, regardless of format. There's far less bad balls to put away. There's far less even decent balls to manoeuvre something out of. Um, you're playing the best in the world and it is a learning curve and it's pretty steep. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's worth whoever putting an arm around the shoulder and saying, you're talented enough, you know, stop, stop trying to do too much because obviously you've been billed as this, you know, wonder kid. You, you've been signed up for nine million rand. You, you've, you've done stuff in the hundred, you, you know, the hype is behind you, but you, you, you've got to distill that noise and, and still go back to the basics. Um, and, and, and just, you know, take a leaf out of David Miller's book where as destructive as he can be, there is still a bit of time that is taken to make sure that you're in, you know. Keep using the supercar metaphor, but we've said you can't go from 0 to 100 straight away. The engine will splutter. But get in. You know, he's not given himself a chance to get in. And I don't know if that's instruction, but it's unfair if it's an instruction because he's the most inexperienced in that in that top six. So you've got to give him the time. He is destructive. He wouldn't be there if he wasn't. Um, but you've got to give the kid the time to soak it in and, and play some normal cricket and just knock it into gaps and get to 10. Promise you, once you get to 10, it's going to feel a bit easier. It's going to feel like you're playing in Manchester again and you can club it over people's heads, but you can't do it from the get-go. Um, and it's tough to, to, to learn on the job, but his talent says he can. So you've got to allow, you know, you've got to allow him that little bit of time to just find his feet and then get going, not get go straight away, especially when you know that he's the last recognised batsman. That instruction's got to be pretty clear. Get in, take a bit of time. It's only 20 overs, but if you take two, the last five that you face can go for 100. You're powerful enough. You know, once you're in, you're in. You've got, to give, you've got to give the kid some time. I know this is South Africa on 99.94, but it would be unjust of us not to talk a little bit about Iftikhar Ahmed and, and Shadab Khan. Um, as I said, you know, they're 43 for four. And I got the impression, I mean, they, they were glorious. I, I absolutely, I just, I loved the way that they played. But I got the impression that... Um, South Africa got dragged into um, a slugfest. You know, there's two heavyweights going at each other and Pakistan started throwing punches. I mean, just, you know, there, there, there was no dancing around. There was no clinching every now and then to catch a breath. I mean, they just were throwing punches. And I got the impression that South Africa, rather than sort of backing off and, and giving themselves a moment and, and having very clear plans, I just thought that they thought because they got those four early wickets, they thought, okay, we're all in as well. We're going to keep bowling short. We're going to keep taking you on. You're going to make a mistake. And rather than sort of backing off, taking a breath, being a little bit more clinical about it, they said, right, okay, fine. We'll go for the knockout. And they, and <laughs> they didn't land that punch. No, they didn't. And unfortunately... As we've learned in, in, in heavyweight fights, if you start becoming a slugfest and then there's no control and there's no technique, you run the risk of catching one yourself in the business of, of, of throwing things around. And, you know, the, 
Pakistan thrive on chaos. They always have, <laughs> uh, regardless of format. And you're not, you're not going to beat them in a slugfest because they've got nothing to lose. So even if you beat them, it would have been expected. You just beat India the other day. So it was a, it was a time to be composed and be patient and let them swing themselves off their feet. You know, um, Muhammad Ali's rope-a-dope was, was not for nothing because you knew all George Foreman wanted to do was club him. Let them swing themselves out and then just clinically dispose of them. And as soon as South Africa tried to go tit for tat, you knew there was the risk that Pakistan will catch you with one. And they're a momentum team. And once the momentum's going their way, you could see balls start flying everywhere. Um, so it's a lesson. Um, you approach India very differently than you approach Pakistan. Um, and India, you know, ironically, beat Pakistan because they, they just manage the emotions a lot better in the heat of the moment. Um, and that's what South Africa had to do, and they didn't. They did it a lot better against India. Um, and you hope they take the lesson and, 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 and move forward with that because you can't, you can't go tit for tat with some of these teams. They've got nothing to lose. Um, Pakistan probably won't go to the semifinals anywhere. So the, the result yesterday didn't matter. They've had bigger problems. If they lost to South Africa, it wouldn't have been a crisis back home. Um, so, yeah, a lesson for, for the team to, to, to play the situation and not the emotion at the moment. It was glorious chaos, though, wasn't it? I mean, it was, it was fantastic. Nasser Hussain was commentating at the end. He was breathless. He was just absolutely breathless. There, was, there wasn't a bit of everything. There was a lot of everything. A lot, a lot. Pakistan, uh, yeah, they, they're born entertainers, you know. They, if they're a rugby team, they'd be the barbarians because you just don't know what you're going to get. But that's, that's half the thrill of it. Um, but as an opposition, you've got to take away the emotion and, and, and take away the urge to be just as entertaining. Let them be the wild cards, you know. Just play your game, keep mm. your processes, keep your intensity, Make sure you slowly snuff the life out of them because they will thrash about and thrash about and thrash about. From one to eleven, that that's the way they play. That's the way they, you know, that's the way they know how to to, to win games. Throw everything at it, you know. Um, this is a generation that was inspired by the likes of Shahid Afridi. You know, he never took a backward step. So why why would they? Especially when they know this is a must-win game. Otherwise, you absolutely are going home in South Africa securing a semi-final spot. Fight for your life. Um, so it's not worth trying to, to match. You're never, you're never ever going to match them emotionally. So, so don't try and match them in terms of chaos. No wonder Nessa was breathless. Okay, we'll take another short break. When we come back, we'll talk Temba Bavuma and the Netherlands. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. So as I'm um, heading into the Pakistan game, the, the skipper, South African captain, Temba Bavuma, had scored 76 runs off 101 balls at an average of 11 and a strike rate of 66, I think, in, in 10 T20 internationals. The, the pressure, well, the pressure was intense before the tournament started. Um, I, I don't even know if there's a scale to, to measure 
um, the anxiety that he must have been feeling. And, um, you know, that was a that was a very, very fine 36 from 19 balls, four fours and a, a really, really smart little six that uh, that sort of lap hook thing that he, he tried to play against India. Um, one swallow doesn't make a summer, but cheapers. Um, I, I actually have noticed, I was going to say, there must be some people eating humble pie. But funnily enough, all the haters and doubters and trollers on social media all seem to have disappeared rather than put their hands up and said, OK, yep, <laughs> yep, he can play. Yeah, like you say, one, one swallow does not a summer make, but it would have been music to his ears, and it should be music to the ears of all South African fans, to hear the ball coming out the middle and going where he's trying to put it. Uh, it, it you know, we, we spoke about Stubbs earlier and trying to do too much. You know, Timber fell into that trap when he was getting desperate. And there was there was a bit more control in that Pakistan innings. It wasn't match winning, but, you know, maybe it was corner turning for him, um, which is important. You know, you, you, you need confidence. You need the confidence of knowing that the ball is, you can still hit the ball in the places that you want, which is in the gaps and not to fielders, definitely not to fielders' hands in the air. Uh, so, you know, 36 of 19, doesn't change the world, but it most certainly changes his world and lifts the weight off the shoulders and says to him, which sounds crazy, it says to him, you can still play this game because I'm sure for the last five, six games, there's been some serious soul searching and saying, I don't know if if I still can. I'm going to keep trying, but Jesus, these gaps are getting smaller and smaller. It feels like I'm batting with 15 fielders, whereas everyone else is just finding these gaps and I can't. So that anxiety was definitely building up. Um, you got to build on that, obviously. Um, Netherlands game is another opportunity. You've got to build on that, and you've got to start taking some sort of forward momentum now and playing your game, you know. Like we keep saying about all these other players, play your game and, and trust the skills that got you to this level will still get you through in these tests that you have on a daily basis. Because as much as it's a team game... It's an individual examination every single time. But you can only approach an exam with, with the skills that you've learned and the things that you know. You can't start recreating the playbook. Play your game. If your game's not good enough, then you shouldn't be there. Play your game. And, and yesterday, well, when he played Pakistan, it was a lot more natural. It didn't look as chaotic, which the rest, the, you know, the rest of that match was against Pakistan, but it looked like there was a measure of, of, of control and clarity, which is very important. Just a word about the Netherlands. and Some of our viewers and listeners might not know that uh, they are coached um, by a, a very, very talented young coach, a South African who knows the South African team extremely well, Ryan Cook. And um, some of our followers may not know that Ryan Cook has employed uh, the man who employs him in South Africa, Gary Kirsten, as a consultant. So you've got Ryan Cook, who knows the South African team as well as Mark Boucher, or as well as they know themselves, and Gary Kirsten. Um, it's just interesting. I mean, a, a coaching team a coaching team doesn't cause an upset. You know, the, the 11 players on the field have to do that. But uh, I, I just think there might be a moment or two in the game. I can't see an upset. I've I've tried... I went for a run earlier this morning and I, and I tried to see a way that um, 
that there could be an upset. Um, and I and I, I couldn't see it. I know that there it's a T20 game. So, you know, we always say anybody can beat anybody. But um, maybe it's just a side of me that, that couldn't see it because I, I didn't want to. Um, but do you think do you think the coaching team might have a, a surprise or two? I just think there might be a moment, you know, where a bowling change or, or something, you know, the, or a feel, a particular field is set for a particular batsman, uh, South African batsman, and that, that there's a sort of a, a nod and a wink and, yeah, okay, you do know us. Yeah, of course. The, the, the only way South Africa lose to the Netherlands is, is ego and trying to trample them and, and win the game and the power play. You keep going back to it. You, you still have to play normal cricket and respect the opposition and and not think that just because they're the Netherlands and you should win. There's still a level of controlled aggression that you have to have because that's what puts you know minor teams away because consistently you keep on hitting the areas and you know you keep on ruthlessly punishing. But the minute you slack off. And think, oh, if I don't get the runs, Markram will. Markram doesn't get the runs, Stubbs will. Stubbs doesn't get the runs, Rabada will. You know, there's, there's still somebody who needs to take that game by the scruff of the neck and say, I'm going to make 80-plus today and make sure that absolutely no way Netherlands even get a sniff. And be professional about it. The only only way South Africa lose that game with battle ball is if they, 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 they're too relaxed and they think it's just going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's enough upsets to give them warnings throughout this tournament and the, the qualifying tournament beforehand. In the shortest format, if things unravel, they unravel very, very quickly. They'll know that. It's a must-win game for them to qualify. It's pretty simple. Beat Netherlands, you're in the semifinals, you're two games away from possibly being world champions. So don't let up on the intensity and, 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 and the concentration just because it's the Netherlands. You've got three games and you want to build momentum starting with the game against the Netherlands. Was it 2016 World Cup when uh, the Netherlands came within uh, a, a boundary or two of of beating South Africa? I mean, that was a that was the biggest upset. Would have been the biggest upset in South Africa's cricket history, I think. Um, that, that was I don't have the details um, in front of me now, but I mean, it was they really escaped. Dale Steyn uh, bowled a, a, a fantastic final over to to deny the Netherlands, but I mean that was. That was really, really close. So, yeah, I mean, and frankly, if if they take it for granted, if they're in any way um, overconfident, then, <laughs> well, they they deserve to be upset. Surely not. That won't be the case. No, you you think surely not. Um, but the details may be fuzzy to South Africans about what happened on that day. But I promise you, somewhere in a hotel. The Netherlands team is playing those highlights on repeat, saying it's possible. Even saying that the team that we played in 2016 was actually more talented, more experienced, more world-class than this current South African outfit now. There are even bigger opportunities. Gary Kirsten will be pointing to every single hole that he sees as a possible chance to exploit any weakness in the South African team. It is possible. That's why we play sport, because it's not a given that South Africa will beat Netherlands. They still have to turn up and do the things. But... Netherlands will be looking for every single shred of inspiration from that game where they got close and say, in the five years since, our cricket structures have got better. You've played five more years of international cricket. You've, you've won games where people wrote you off. You've got experience around you. 
and we've got one last hit to go home, cause the greatest upset. There have been, they've been enough upsets in this tournament. Nothing says that if we turn up and they don't, we can't beat them. So you would hope that South Africa are fully aware of the potential for a slip-up. Well, before the tournament started, we uh, we speculated that South Africa might go into this game needing to win in a certain number of overs or to win by a certain number of runs. That's certainly the situation in the, the other group where Australia have got to worry about net run rate in their final game. Um, so, frankly, um, you know, if uh, if South Africa had been given the scenario um, before the tournament started of just having to beat the Netherlands in the final game, they would have taken it um, very, very gratefully. They'd have bitten your hand off for it. So I suppose in that regard, things are going very nicely um, and according to plan for South Africa. Thanks for listening to South Africa on 99.94, where we speak cricket every day. Please rate, review and subscribe or wherever uh, you enjoy your podcasts. It certainly uh, gives us a welcome boost. Um, you can download the 99.94 app and follow us on Twitter at Neil Manthorpe and at Wamzam17. So never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994DM. <laughs> cricket every day, your way. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Colby Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.